listening to Fireside Chats with Roadside Shaman on Open Lines Radio. Follow Hannah on Instagram at Roadside Shaman. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Fireside Chats. Enjoy! Hello again. Hello. This is Hannah Smith of Friends, aka Roadside Shaman, checking in with, I guess this is going to be a fireside chat. It is field work. I have my outdoor sanctuary prepared. I have um, space underneath my jacaranda tree this season. I've been communing under the pomegranate for a good long while, but I feel like um, this is where I'm called to. These, these trees seek my communion and fellowship, and so I'm listening to them. So I'm underneath the chimera of my pepper jacaranda trees. They are mated together, woven together, almost one being. They're so close. Um, this pepper tree and this jacaranda really share they share this space with grace and I appreciate their modeling so that's where I am I've got a lovely little shade tent put up in my yard I have some nice memory foam mats laid down and then I have some of my altar cloths laid on top of that and I have all my daily decks I've got my Chickasaw tarot that I am working on stepping into that sort of, I guess, somewhat, uh, not scary, I won't use that word, what's the right word, it's sort of, um, I have some, some feelings about the second draft, about starting the second draft, I can feel the resistance, I can feel the, the pull against my daily routine, and it's because of the fear of what to say or do about my second draft, and so, the way I've been working around that is by working around it, literally. I've been working through that by working around it. I've been getting over it by getting over it. You know what I mean? Um, the rightness of the book. That was the first excuse that delayed my morning pages. Which book do I use? Asked myself that question for four hours and then my morning pages aren't morning pages anymore. So this has been the resistance that we've been working through over the past couple of days. Um, I kind of sensed there would be an issue wrapping up this book, but I thought for sure it would be that, like, I would feel sad or defeated when I got to this end because I would look back at all the blank pages and be disappointed with myself because that's usually how I feel about, like, setting goals of daily accomplishment. But this time, (laughs) plot twist, homegirl finished it. Like, there are no blank pages in this fucking book. That's not true. There are a couple of them scattered about in the beginning from when it wasn't being used for the Chickasaw Tarot. But the point is, there's no more room left in this book for journaling. And so I have to move on to another vessel. And change is hard for some people sometimes. Um, and as much as I know that my ma- my mind needs this reset, it needs the, you know, the shaking the... the um, 
etch-a-sketch moment of a completely different visual motor plot of where to write things. Um, so a different size page or different colored page background, um, writing different stuff in the location of the page. All of these things help me to reduce the um, iterative fatigue wall that kind of builds up over time. If I do a repetitive task over and over and over exactly the same, then um, it becomes harder for me to focus and make it work. So um, practice does not make perfect in this case. Um, I mean, at least not in, in that repetitive regimental way. I have to have variation. I have to have true iteration, you know, um, something that's a little bit different, always the same. A little bit different from always the same. A little bit different from always the same. I think that's maybe what iteration is. So yeah, I've got calendar to do some real, real world work. Um, I feel like the moon naming is going to happen. Um, I've got a couple of notes scattered about here and there in various journals and portals for possible names, but I haven't really set them down in order. <laughs> I mean, after after Coxcomb Red Moon, which is, guys, it's days away. It's on the 17th, 16th, 17th, whatever. The point is, um, depends on what time zone you're in, but the point is, it is um, after Coxcomb Red Moon, once we enter into the next galactic year, I, I got bupkis. I don't know. I have hints, but nothing's been settled. And so, um, I feel like that's the work of this time. And I don't know how much of it will make for an interesting podcast. If you guys listen to me kind of narrate my process, um, but I do know <laughs> that I can't name any moons if I don't scribe the day. Do you know what I mean? I have to scribe the day in order to figure out what the moon likes to be called. Especially a few days or weeks or moons from now. If I have any hope to know what La Luna is going to wish to be beckoned by um, a few moons from now you know, generations and generations, ancestors and ancestors from now, I will definitely need to scribe the day. It's where all the symbols arise. It's where all of the percolation happens. It's where all of the information really, you know, centers from. So I'm going to start with scribing the day. On this book, it's kind of cool because I've decided to lay out some circles just for um, a visual field and to give my hand some practice, even if I feel like I have writer's block, because that's what I've noticed with this, with this phase of this practice, is that I do need something that keeps me visually engaged intermittently, not every day. I don't need to draw or sketch or do art or change the pattern every day, but I do need to have some opportunities for those mixed in with the regiment, regimented nature. That's why I didn't print out a worksheet. If I really wanted to just practice 
this and like I could do it like Mad Libs, just fill in the blanks. But I didn't do that because I knew that the longer I filled out the worksheet, it would become harder and harder for me to find where the answer was supposed to go on the worksheet. And I would start filling it in incorrectly and then I would become frustrated because I would feel like I was doing a bad job and then I would give up. But having learned from my learning style and my neurological needs, I have come up with some really effective scaffolding. I know it's effective because I have engaged with um, my daily practice for the most amount of consistency that I ever have in my entire life. So I know it's working because it's working. I know it's working because I'm working. I'm still working. Three months later, four months later, I've lost count by now of how many days of consistency I've had in a row. But I do know that it's been a fair piece. It has been a fair piece. And I have a great deal of peace because of the amount of... um, Oh, come on, guys. My pencil sharpener's in the other room. That is not a fun way to play the Mercury retrograde game. Pencils barely count as technology. Barely. Come on, guys. In case you can't tell, that sound of disgruntlement meant that the tip of my pencil that just broke off. It's been this funny battle I've been having with my pencils lately. My Friday pencil is almost gone because I've had to resharpen it so many times and I barely ever write on Fridays. Okay, so I guess the Chickasaw naming is gonna have to be done with my Chickasaw pencils. Ooh, maybe that's what it means. Maybe they want me to name them Chickasaw names this time around. Could that be a thing? No, that's not a thing yet. That's for next lap or maybe the lap after. Surely after you've published your book, that's when you can start naming moons in Chickasaw, you little transplant, you. You little brazen transplant. You little cedar stuck in the desert. You little aloe in the mountaintop. You little rose bush on the cliffside. Bloom where you're planted. Be displaced. I guess this means I'm going to keep writing, but I'm just going to use my other pencil for today. And I will resharpen that again because I really don't feel like going back inside. I feel like, I mean, I barely have about an hour to do this work before I need to go on to my next... um, scheduled event and while I try not to be um, beholden to the clock of the hour I do like to be respectful of people who are attached to it and so if they say that there's a specific hour that's more convenient for them to do a certain thing I try to meet them where I can I don't you know I, I don't bow down and worship the clock anymore. I just use it as a useful translator for the other humans around me. So right now I'm scribing my circle template. This one is, um, it's a little bit 
smaller of a size. Fuck. It shifted. You guys can hear me mutter to myself while I struggle with my motor planning and my... You know what it is, is I should really properly be doing this work on like a desk or a drafting table, but my nesty, cozy self won't allow that kind of regimentedness. I'll do the morning pages, but you can't make me sit at a desk. Sorry, guys. It hurts my body too much still. So anyways, this is a rather... Um, I'll say it's an efficiently sized circle template. It is... Oh, I'm going to guess three or four inches wide, six or seven inches, maybe eight inches tall, less than eight because this is an eight and a half by that. So probably seven inches tall and three or four inches wide. And the biggest circle it holds is um, one, one and three eighths inch or 1.375 inches. Yeah, it's in inches. I don't want to hear about it. I grew up in America. They programmed me with inches. So metric can still suck my dick as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I know it's better. It's easier. It's more efficient, more effective, more accurate. But all of my frames of reference formulated in early childhood and through the majority of my life are built on inches and pounds, not centimeters and ounces, or grams, ounces or pounds, grams, anyways, this is a whole lot of muttering, and you know what I might end up doing, because I've learned how to do it now so easily, is edit this podcast, that would be really interesting, an edited version of a fireside chat, that would be really interesting. So far, all I've done is edit my other like crossover episodes when somebody had something that they didn't want shared or it was just too long and I had to trim it out for time. But I haven't really done much to edit my personal chats. So anyways, this is just muttering, talking about my circle template. The smallest size is... Um, a sixteenth of an inch. I can barely wiggle my pencil around in it. It's so small. So it goes from sixteenth of an inch all the way up to one and three eighths. Okay? So that's that part of the circle template. And then I have a larger circle template that's bigger than an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper. It's probably like nine by twelve or something. Um so it has corner arcs in the corners, one that's one and an eighth, one that's three quarter, one that's seven eighth, and one that's one inch. And then the smallest, so they have quarter arcs that go down to seven eighths of an inch, but the smallest full circle on this circle template is one and a quarter. So it goes from one and a quarter all the way up to three and a half inch diameter. So I have a wide variety of circles going on to this page. And I feel like that's good because, you know, sometimes I feel like 
the way people draw the moon on like lunar phases and moon charts with like all the things with like the the hard line down the middle or the specific crescent shape I never really feel like it properly describes their nature really truly like I don't know maybe it's just me but I feel like the size of the moon almost feels more relevant because of how much light is reflecting off of the surface like I feel like if you pay attention you can see all of the moon whenever you can see any of the moon it's just some that some of it is lit up and some of it isn't it's like saying that like half of your face is gone just because you know you have a baseball hat on and it's covering half of your face in shade it's like we know your whole face is there we know you don't like we're not missing it so I don't know it's just me I feel like people could maybe better do moon phase lunar phases with like like it would really matter if like the new moon was like a tiny dark shadowy circle in the middle of your calendar and then like the full moon was like a large circle that was light and it almost filled up the whole page or the whole square to me that feels like more accurate than the whole thing of like a circle with a line through the middle on one side or the other because hi first of all isn't it usually like top or bottom when you look at the moon it seems like the top of the moon is lit up more or like kind of like a little bit the side hardly ever looks sideways it usually looks more like the top or the bottom is lit up like a little hat kind of like a little bowler hat dancing across the skyscape you guys can tell I've been paying attention to the moon for a while now that I like have pet peeves about how people draw her on the calendar I'm friends with her I don't like how we talk about her sometimes like or him they the moon never feels like it has a specific gender because they feel very feminine, but everybody talks about the man on the moon. So I'm like, they're definitely a two-spirit. They're like non-binary being. They're gender fluid being. They're so aquatic. I feel the same way about the sun though. The sun always has like a masculine energy, but for me, it's like all of our source of life comes from there. And so I feel like that's a feminine thing so yeah IDEK man IDEK so this looks like the bottom line goes over the one two three four fifth circle up okay so that will line up I'm trying to match it up to the previous day it's probably a waste of energy but you know Sometimes symmetry's cool. Or at least balance. I like the idea of it being balanced on this moon. Side or whatever. I don't know. One, two, three, four, five. And then, oh, because you know what? These need to scooch over because it doesn't lay as flat going in that direction. Hmm. Oh, I definitely can't go up that high. Jesus off my scribe work where is it oh there it is okay I got it I think I got it lined up now you guys is it yeah there's the bottom of that and then oh I can even see the little shade of circle I think I'm a reasonable overlap <laughs> like an iteration how appropriate 
So, if you've been listening to me ramble on in previous episodes about my moon naming practice and why, where, when, how, it's all going down. This is a big one for me because when I did it the first time, it was really just kind of like a private, intuitive, symbolical thing. I wasn't even really sure that other people would care or want to like be involved or know what was happening. But the more I talk about it, it's like the more people want to hear about it. So this time, I guess in light of the whole like transparency thing, that is the ongoing theme of this particular expression. I just figured maybe I would let you guys hear me stumble through my process. Like right now, here are some of the moon names that I have so far. I have Copperhead Moon, Moulin Moon, Bottle Brush Moon, Machete Moon, Icarus Singing Moon, Beeswax Moon, Morning Dove Moon, King Snake Moon, Resin Moon. I have another page over here. Let me find where the other page is. I already said Machete. Where's the other page? Flip, flip, flip. Flip, flip. When you choose a random page in the middle of your journal to write something on, and then you can't find it again. Oh, there's some Chickasaw. Talawa means him. Ancient times, Hopaki. Hatakiri is deceased and Hatak Sapokni is elder. 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 Mm. I like that. Oh, there we are. There's. Okay, so chaparral monikers. Acacia pod moon, songbird moon, daylily moon, white rabbit moon. You know what I feel like? I almost feel like these are the moons that we just had. But they could be the moons for next year, next lap. Next lap, they could be these moons. Well, I should transfer them onto the same list in any event. Let's see. We have... Well, let's see, Songbird should be resonant, I guess. So we'll put that there. And then Daylily. Oh, because you know what? I need the bonus one for next year. Oh, mutter, 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 butter, mutter, butter. Well, we're in the cosmic moon now, and I'm doing my daylily tattoo now, so I'm going to say it's cosmic. The color certainly feels cosmic. It feels like the mirror to ultraviolet is this daylily chartreuse. For sure. Alright, so then that means that... I would, okay, so I'm gonna say that Acacia, Acacia Pod Moon, 
Okay, so like I started noticing the acacia pods a while back, but it takes them a couple months to kind of burst open. And they're littering the ground now, they've fallen. So it's almost like we're past it. Well, hmm. Let's look at I'm just looking at these totems again to see if anything hangs in my consciousness. I haven't done any research into acacia like I don't know what kind of medicine it treats I just have one in my yard and I've started paying attention to it so I don't really know what its significance is spiritually or metaphysically or alchemically or biologically all I know is I have one in my yard and the pods are fascinating they look really beautiful they look very like geometric or like some sort of weird multiform vagina pops open with a seed in the middle very like vulvar like most seed pods get that way I think they, they end up looking like what they are fertile signs of fertility crystal one could be rabbit again, but I don't know if they're going to have the same totem again. It would be the perfect time of year. Maybe it's crystal. Is crystal already assigned? Crystal's already assigned to resin, so maybe I can just move it. I'll move it. I can do that. Maybe I'll move resin up here to rhythmic and crystal can be white rabbit. Oh, I like that because then four moons in a row are double named. Morning dove, king snake, white rabbit, and day lily. Beeswax is two words too. These are all compound words. I'm just noticing this. Holy shit, that's so weird. That's really funny. Okay, that answers that. So... I think that's it. I think galactic is 
I think Galactic is going to be Acacia Pod Moon. Should be red tail hawk moon, which is usually not Watch. Well, I don't know why, but we never did have wing on wind moon, so maybe this is the time. Yeah. Copperhead, Moline, Otterbush, Machete swinging, Icarus singing, Resin. How about if we call it Resin Running Moon? I like that because that means that you could either be capturing resin or you could be crafting with it because either way it has to be running in order for you to do it. Because resin by itself didn't feel complete. Resin moon by itself felt like there was something else that was supposed to go with it. And since all these other words, all these other names are compound, feels like Moline needs an amendment or maybe it's not a Moline moon. Oh, it's not a Moline moon. You don't want a moon. Okay. I feel you. It must be for another year. Bowing out, huh? Put down the deposit but cancel your reservation. That's cool. That's allowed. It's a prerogative to change your mind as a sovereign being. Your turn for another lap. Needs room for another name. Copperhead, bottle brush, machete swinging. I maybe Copperhead needs another name. Oh, okay. It's a it's a metal. That's what it is. Rose Gold Moon. And that was another interruption from my father calling me. This is like a theme. It seems like very often when I go to record one of my podcasts, 
I end up getting a phone call disruption and it almost invariably seems to be from him. So what should I take that to mean? Am I supposed to have an episode with him? Am I supposed to sit down and do a fireside chat with the pops? Wouldn't be bad. He's a wonderful conversationalist. Yeah, where was I? Deciding about metal. I mean, copperhead is a compound word, but it just doesn't sound compound. So maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just overthinking this and I should just trust the words that came in ceremony months and months and months ago. Perhaps. I mean, I definitely feel like I need one more name, but I don't know. I feel like I'm forgetting one, like I erased one or something. Daylily, white rabbit, king snake, morning dove, beeswax, wing on wind, songbird, resin running, Icarus singing, machete swinging, bottle brush, rose gold, copperhead. Magnetic copperhead moon, lunar rose gold moon, electric bottle brush moon, self-existing machete swinging moon. <laughs> that kind of rhyme. Self-existing machete swinging moon. <laughs> Overtone Icarus singing moon. Rhythmic resin running moon. Resonant songbird moon. Galactic wing on wind moon. Solar beeswax moon. Planetary morning dove moon. I need to rewrite that because it's hard to read. morning. Oops, that's the wrong kind of morning. Morning dove moon. <clears throat> Planetary morning dove moon. Spectral king snake moon, crystal white rabbit moon, cosmic daylily moon. I like these. These are good. I really like these. You know what I'm going to do? Okay? Because I'm learning a lesson from my experience of moon naming last year and the year before is that a lot of times I get these symbols or signals and they're off by a couple of moons because either I misread the symbolism or I got the signal for it early because it was significant for me. So something important was going to happen to me during that season. It was like a personal significator. So um, what if... Guys, what if I write out the moon names, but I don't put the dates down? I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like this is the order, though. 
Maybe this is just my hesitation talking. Maybe this is just my doubt bringing a voice. I give permission for any moon to evolve and declare an independent name in its maturation. Like, that has happened. It's a normal part of my process. I had a two-spirit transgender moon name last lap. Like, Oak Pollen Moon did not like their name. They resisted me the whole time. And when they reached maturity in their half moon, they declared their sovereignty. They declared their independence from me and said, hey, dumbass, I'm not Oak Pollen Moon. I'm Loquat Moon. Why have you not been paying attention? That was in April. It was an interesting experience to go through that degree of spiritual chastisement from a symbol, basically. It, it was internal. It's all my, me, my inner voice, me chastising me for my work. It's the inner critic, you know, that's all it is. But the inner critic looking at you and grading your homework and saying, oh, you could have done better there. You could have really like crossed those I's and dotted those T's or fucking, oh, that's backwards. Crossed those T's and dotted those I's. But you didn't, did ya? You just... I don't know, guesstimated on that one, I think. Anyways, the point is, it was very clearly Loquat Moon, and I know for next time. And this is next time. The next time is, Moline Moon did not want to be called Moline Moon, so I had to let that shit go. As much as I love Moline, I can't name a moon after it. Not this year. Not this year, anyway. So... There you go. I did all my circles, and in the process of my circles, glancing at my list, flipping through my book, I guess I did the work I really was intending to do, which is the naming of the moons. So, now to the work that I promised, because I skipped ahead and did the fun part first, as you do, as I do. Life's short, eat dessert first. Chase your enthusiasm. Follow what feels fun. These are my forms of spiritual advice and I will not apologize for them chase your enthusiasm it's where the energy is I'm not going to tell you to like no pain no gain I'm not going to tell you to gr grind I'm not going to tell you to like you know hustle I'm going to tell you to rest I'm going to tell you to relax I'm going to tell you to go with your flow I'm going to tell you to you do you boo boo I'm going to tell you Live your life because no one else can. And I'm going to tell you to try to keep appointments, but don't be a slave to the clock. I'm going to tell you to try to be a punctual employment employ, employee, try to be a punctual employee, but don't fucking blow a gasket in traffic because you might be five minutes late to work. It's not worth the blood pressure. It's not worth what it does to your, you know, vagus nerve and your sensory system. It's not worth it for what it does to your mood. So I'm going to keep pushing rest because the more I rest, it seems like the more fucking work I get done. I don't, I don't know. It's like a weird, it's a weird anomalous thing. I have no explanation for it on today. 
July 9th, 2019. And I have to write 972019 for the European peeps or the international peeps who do their number date system with the month first. Another anomalous American trait. Like, why do we do that? Is it just so that we can prove to people that we're American? Like, stars upon stars? I don't know. It's weird. So anyways, 9-7 or 7-9. Either way. You know, once this gets posted, you could be listening to this on September 7th instead of July 9th. And we wouldn't know depending on how it was written. So that's why I write all the different ones. I write the numbers and I write the words. I write the Gregorian week days of the week. I write the galactic day of the week, day, day of the heptad, as they like to call it. Pretty soon I'm going to start writing out my days, my lunar day count. Hashi Natakotina, the novena of Sintalo, Shalom Bashishto Sintalo. I have names of days, but they're in groups of nine and nobody's on my calendar really yet. So I'm still feeling the validity of my calendar before I want to try to subject anyone else to it. Like, that's the thing. You want to talk about ego? Ego is a calendar. Ego is everybody say, like, people saying, like, everybody look at my day count and follow my day count instead of keeping your own day count, watching your own moon, watching your own sunrise and sunset. I get it. It's for synchronization. It's for unity. It's for group projects. It's important. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm saying that if you don't keep count of your own days, don't follow anyone else's calendar that closely. That's what I'll say. If you don't keep count of your own days, don't follow anyone else's calendar that closely. It's a loose idea. It's a vague estimate. We are all tiny specks on a whirling ball and we're like spinning around doing pirouette after pirouette after pirouette and you know trust your count more than anyone else's you know they know what point you started at they know when to count when you've reached full completion full rotation there that's some chatter this is how you can tell that I'm like either split focused or really really reaching that iterative fatigue that I was talking about where like I have to look at the sample work and go oh yeah Sunday goes there so that means Monday so today's Tuesday so that means Tuesday goes here that's right you're doing it right way to go Hannah the good news is in the process of writing these things over and over and over again I am starting to really memorize some of the information I'm starting to memorize days of months or numbers or sigils attached to certain words or weeks it's really cool like I am for lack of a better word proud of myself for the amount of information I am really starting to uh, find accessible easily I'm not having to like you know, rattle my brain or look things up so much. Like I'm finding things and being like, oh yeah, that's it. I was right. Lemmy is Tuesday. 
and we are in the 50th week of the year. Excuse the helicopters, everyone. You know how it goes around here. So, our moon is in Libra still all day today. That's the one I'm practicing now. That's the one that drives my enthusiasm because I'm well practiced at drawing these other sickles so they don't really bring me much enthusiasm anymore. Um, drawing the astrological sickles is bringing me enthusiasm because it's still information I'm acquiring. I'm not, I'm not super great at it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Ongoing. I'll just do a little wavy curly cue. I I know a couple of them, but I don't have them all memorized, and I can't draw them all from memory. I have to like look at a at a thing and go, which way does Scorpio go? Oh no, that's Virgo. Dang it! Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't. I, sometimes I get like Pisces and Cancer mixed up because they both have fish-like symbols in them. You know. So. The number counting drawing one was easy because it was just like dots and lines. Line is five. So even if I couldn't remember, it was pretty easy to decode in the moment. But the sigils for the days of the week, those were all new and took a while for me to memorize. And even now, I'm not exactly like 100%. I still do like sneak peeks to confirm like before I draw it. I'm like, is it that? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I did it right. Yeah. Looks like a bridge when there's a big earthquake and a wave rolls through. That's what the sigil for Limi looks like. It's like a curved line, kind of like the Pepsi logo, you know, midway through a circle, and then two posts underneath it, two vertical lines underneath it, one from the high point of the wave and one from the low point of the wave. It's a pretty cool sigil, actually. All right, chaparral monikers, that is it. Chaparral monikers. That's the name of the moon day today. Vermilion moon day 23. Ooh. Nice. And then, um, depending on what happens with the rest of today, I may actually get my tattoo today. Like, I don't know. We'll see. She does consults on Mondays usually. But, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how complicated it is. It probably will just be the consult because she probably has to draw the daylily, I'm imagining. She already has the hummingbird. Oh, she... She for sure has to draw the tooth, though. I mean, unless she just copies what I drew, but I I don't think tattoo artists usually like to do that. They usually like to work from their own art. Okay. Kin257. That is the tone of the day. Kin... Two five seven. Just enclose it with its little protective seal. 
four times around. Leftward spiral, quick as you go. Thank you. And so we are, or this is a red earth day. Second tone, so red lunar earth, is that right? Yes, red lunar earth. Kin 257 is red lunar earth. And we are cosmic turtle moon still. Day 22, no, day 13, day 13, that's right. Because they count from the fullness and we count from Oh, they count from the new moon and we count from the full. That's why it's off slightly. <coughs> Galactics begin their count on the new moon, I think. Right? Anyways, Chaparral, the two moons meet in their fullness. One births another. So it's the union of two sovereigns because the sun shines its greatest fullness during the full moon. So... Yeah, has enough light to read both names. That's how we name moons in the chaparral. You know what I'm saying? All right, so the daily code affirmation. Oh, wait, I need to draw my sigil. I forgot. The earth sigil is really interesting. I have no idea what it means. I should look up what the Mayan sigil means because these sigils are, I think, all based off of um, Mayan symbology originally. So I scribe a one inch diameter circle from my circle template. Then I do the count number above the square of the sigil. So within the circle at the top, I put two dots because that's the number two lunar tone. And then I scribe on the interior of the square, almost taking up the entirety of the square. I mean, on the interior of the circle, let's try to make this sentence accurate somewhat in English, Hannah, shall we? On the interior of this one inch square, I then scribe, that is still wrong. Do you guys believe in Mercury retrograde? Do you hear my English struggling? I struggled with the English report. Don't blame Mercury retrograde for this bullshit. Hannah, we just read that meme. Holly just put that up. Or was it, was it Holly that put that up or was it Angie? I think it was Holly. Anyways, the point is, Within a one inch circle, I have two dots to indicate the lunar tone, and then I draw a square inside the circle. I am drawing a square inside the circle. And I try to go around at least four, sometimes 13, sometimes more times. But I usually try to go around four times, leftward spiral again, just um, as a ceiling. It is, it's just part of my sacred meditation. How I write matters more than what I write. 
how I engage with this writing practice matters way more than what ends up on the page. So the sigil for red earth is really interesting. There's a line that goes across almost the entire distance, maybe about like three quarters of the way across. And then it hooks down into a gentle little curve, almost like the edge of a bullnose counter or something. And then underneath that curve, a little spiral starts that looks kind of like a shepherd's crook or a fancy question mark with some zigzaggy stuff. It looks kind of like how somebody would draw a light bulb if they were playing Pictionary real quick. And then there's zigzags and then dots and zigzags going down from this curve. It looks kind of, yeah, like a, like a question mark, I guess. And then in the corner, kind of underneath where that line starts and the wall of the square, there's a little circle. And then what I can only describe is it looks like floating steps coming down. Like, do you remember Flight of the Navigator, how the steps like floated? And you'd like run down the little staircase and it was like little floaty steps. It looks like that. But they're basically just little like dots or dashes or lines that go down. It looks like just like a sloped line when you don't when you're looking at it closely, but if you look at it up close, I mean when you look at it from far away, it just looks like a little line, but when you look at it up close, it's little dots or dashes or something. So, anyways, I try to use consistent circle sizes for the sigils, you know, going through so like if on the previous red earth time I wrote it, I used a 16th inch or an 8th inch or a 3 16th inch circle, then that's what I try to use the next time I draw it, just because I'm trying to get some sort of consistency in my sketching. And it's not great, but you know, it's getting there. And, um, you know, I'm doing this in my own time, so cut myself some slack. So this, for the red earth, I use the 5 32nds circle template. That's what I'm using. 5.30 seconds. And it goes snug right up in the corner. <clears throat> Not quite touching the lines. And then we got to do this little dot, dot, dot line thing. I wish I knew how many lines it, or how many dots it was. It's probably significant. It's probably like exactly nine dots or exactly 13 dots or something like that but anyway so red lunar earth the daily code affirmation we polarize we polarize in order to evolve. We polarize in order to evolve. Stabilizing synchronicity. Cool, cool, cool. Stabilizing synchronicity. Stabilizing synchronicity, we seal the matrix of navigation. Oh my gosh, I just mentioned the flight of the navigator. That is hilarious. You 
guys, the synchronicity is hilarious. We seal the matrix of navigation with the lunar, lunar tone. We seal the matrix of navigation with the lunar tone of challenge. Well, keeping this writing practice going has definitely been a challenge. The lunar tone of challenge. We, this is not a, I don't think that we have a portal day for a while, maybe for the end of this year. When's our next black expedition portal? Oh no, not till like around the full moon, 16th and 17th. Yeah, so we don't have a galactic activation portal today. Not for several more days. Oh no, that's the 16th and the 17th of the moon, not of the month. It's the 12th and 13th. Oh, so it really is only a couple of days away before we have another um, uh, um, galactic activation portal. But we are at a quarter moon, or I call them half moons because the look, the moon looks half full, and we're halfway between the new moon and the full moon. So Hashiat Eklanasi, for there to be a half moon, for there to be the middle of the moon. So we could call it quarter moon, quarter half time moon. <laughs> Why not? That's a funny name for a moon. Quarter halftime. It sounds like a musician. I need you to take this at quarter halftime. <laughs> That's not a real thing, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we seal the matrix of navigation with the lunar tone of challenge. So let's find the guide and then this affirmation will be done. And I think I'll call this episode complete because I really want to go down. They're about to open soon time is it I can't tell what time it is with the app running so anyways but the point is I know I'm almost to one o'clock which is when the tattoo parlor consultation window begins so that's what I was gonna do is that cool with you guys cool 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 even if it wasn't I would do it anyway because I am following my enthusiasm Oh my gosh, guided by the moon on a lunar day. That is hilarious. <laughs> red lunar earth and we're guided by red moon, of course. So great, so great, so great. I mean, the symbology, the symbological layers present in this practice. I, you know right for the picking just everywhere right for the picking so we be guided by the power of universal water what is more important to water than earth and the moon oh my god so powerful we be guided by the power of universal
Alright, so I might write more later and I'm definitely gonna be working more on these moon names because they're not they're not set and I haven't transcribed the dates from my other calendar for the Gregorian comparison or synchronization or whatever. Um, but I feel good about what I did get done today, which is names. Names are chosen. I feel like there's one more name waiting to pop out and I don't know why that is. It's either because one of these needs to be replaced or they're just giving me the bonus moon for the next galactic year. Having the first moon name for the following year gives me a certain sense of comfort just knowing that it's a soft ending and a soft beginning. I don't like things that have real hard edges, you know, usually. Um, not with this kind of stuff. It all needs to be fluid, like water, be like water. On today, July 9th, 2019, red lunar earth, cosmic turtle moon, day 13. We polarize in order to evolve, stabilizing synchronicity. We seal the matrix of navigation with the lunar tone of challenge. We be guided by the power of universal water. Feels good. Say that to yourself. Say it out loud. It's an empowering thing to speak an affirmation. It unlocks stuff for you. Um, resonating that code verbally through the cells of your system. It does something. So speak it aloud, even if you feel silly. Whisper it. Speak it, speak it in the car by yourself. Speak it in the bathroom. But speak it. Speak the affirmation. Speak your affirmations. Don't just read them. Don't just think them. Speak them. I'm going to speak it one more time, just for good measure. On today, July 9th, 2019, Kin 257, Cosmic Turtle Moon, Day 13, Red Lunar Earth. We polarize in order to evolve, stabilizing synchronicity. We seal the matrix of navigation with the lunar tone of challenge. We be guided by the power of universal water. So I'll say Chukma Chupisolacho, which means hello, I will see you. As the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. And I say Chihololi, which means I love you like you love me. Chihololi, 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 Chihololi. For reciprocity is reality. Chihololi. <laughs>